0: Eugene S. Robinson Show Stalper Version 3 The way out for planet freak out. I'm your host, EMS Robinson. This is the show Stomper. If you don't know this show, if you haven't seen this show, log out now, come back later, let somebody else explain it to you because you will not enjoy it. If you are a first time listener, go back to the old knuckle listen up. listeners, listeners. Haven't heard this before, you're not ready for it. You can't handle it. What? You can't handle it. What? You can't handle it. What the truth? The last two and three boys in America right now. Bob Rice and Sigmatica. That's a musical here. I'm calling up a just The song is called Israel All of Nothing. And these words set up a dynamic you how you're to spend the next 60 minutes of your life and indeed how you should spend the next week a month or several years listen carefully I'm on my way back I, took my Dude, I could not see so clear but i'm taking a real good look at you i'm taking a real good look at your face So being paid back in full, always nothing. All right, my
1: friends, my friends. Uh, Some of you may not remember my friends, because he's not been around to do it and the dude's got cancer now in the head. We're talking about John McCain, always with my friends, my friends, my friends. Or alternatively, it's Barfly. Drink for all my friends. Okay, this is version three, V3. Uh, okay, now the headpiece is working. I'm guessing now so you can hear me clear. So listen, I'm going to go right into this. I, I don't have time for the prelude. Like that's why I said, if you haven't seen the show before, if you don't have a lot of patience, bye-bye. Okay, I, I can't. I don't. I don't. I can't. It's going to take me the, the whole, whole bit of time to get into this explanation, for which I was soundly mocked. I didn't really have the pieces put together. I didn't have it chopped and channeled and lowered and louvered and fitted into a framework that jujitsu guys could easily understand but and then I got diverted with the whole funky Ben Askren, you know, broadside against BJJ. And then I, look, so let me start from the start on this version three. You've read the intro. You know where this is going. We're gonna start right away with eugenics genetics. What what? And this kicks off with the Aziz Ansari thing, right? So a little background. If you haven't been paying attention to the pop culture in the media, Aziz Ansari, uh, the uh, the comedian who uh, uh has written a book apparently on being uh, or understanding uh, understanding man in relationships gets popped with hashtag me too he has a uh he meets a woman at a club she's on another a date with somebody else so far big deal so what it happens he's there uh, he uh they start talking about the same camera now she has already texting to her friends that she's meeting aziz Ansari. known factor right known cat okay known cat and um and and they make plans to get together later on, either that night, the next day. I, I'm not, I'm kind of fuzzy on it. I, I'm gonna catch you up pretty quickly because I'm sure you know. So they go out on this date, and and um, it doesn't go the way she planned. She walks. They they're eating. You know, she wants red wine. He orders white. She does it. Irk. She doesn't say anything. You know, it, it, I'm not even gonna say that the guy a clod. Like Dear Abby and Landers long ago said. You know, this stuff happens because you let it happen. You know, assert yourself. Say something. You know, if I served you dog crap, you wouldn't eat it. You'd go, I am not a fan of dog crap. I shall not eat dog crap. That's what you would say. So she she doesn't say this, and he says, hey, let's go back to my place. Like I've said on, on past shows, I go, his intent was romantical, not criminal. Okay? Doesn't make a difference. You know, between the he says and the she says, it could easily go from romantical to, to criminal. That's not what happens. They go to the place, dude pulls his Mac out. Starts making out with her, you know, eats her out, and uh, she's like, ah, I'm not so comfortable with that." He goes, "Oh, he's doing like the the cat, and the, uh, the, the 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 what is it, the the Green Eggs and Ham cat, right?" So he's like, well, "If she doesn't like getting eaten out on the counter, maybe she likes getting eaten on the couch." Maybe she goes, uh, She says, "Like, no, she was given not verbal and nonverbal cues that she was not interested." A pretty good nonverbal cue, in my mind, in my experience, has always been when they leave. The person leaves the apartment they that's a pretty good non-verbal cue get the fuck off of me is a pretty verbal cue those two together get the fuck off me and then leaving usually sets up but that's not what's happening and i'm not i'm not here to argue the weeds i'm not here to argue the weeds at all okay so stick with stick with stick with this so uh so he he's you know he's uh He's a like, let, let, let me let, let me get in there. Let, 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 let me get in there. Those of you who who watched other shows will understand the reference point, the orgy reference point. I can't go into that story. It's a tangent on a tangent. Let's just keep going. So he's trying this and that and this and finally, She goes, you know, look, I gotta leave. He goes, he goes, okay. He taps out. He goes, fine, you know, I'll call you a lift or something. It lifts. So she's go, leaving, and her friends are texting her, and she's tweeting, and they were like, oh, how was your date with the famous guy, right? And then. I, whatever, it's a guy's name, and she's like, ah, it wasn't that great, it's, it's, and then she says she's upset, and she's crying, she starts crying, because it wasn't, so let me explain to you what nobody in the press is willing to talk about, uh, Um, because maybe it would sound a little crazy, but let me tell you what really happened, and what I tried to explain, I made mean, jujitsu at 6 o'clock in the morning, the other, and they were like, ah, you're crazy, you're crazy, all right. We have two conversations. Charles Manson talked about this all the time. There's a conversation that we're having, and there's a conversation that we are having, right? You understand? If you and I are sitting in a place together, there's what I'm saying, and there's what I'm meaning. And everybody understands both of those languages. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about because you know very specifically what I'm talking about. I'll give you a prime example. I go for an audition in San Francisco for a TV commercial role. As I'm leaving, uh, I'm walking across the street. This guy looks at me like, zing, right? And he comes across the street right away. He goes, hey, man, I'm from Honduras, okay?" I go, yeah? And I think you and me should get a drink right now. I was like, no, no, that's okay, bro. I got shit to do. He's like, no, no, hey, I'm not gay. Hey, bro, I didn't say anything about you being gay. You brought up the gay. I'm just saying, I went on an audition. I got to get back to work. I don't have drinks with strangers. You're a stranger. Oh, yeah, my name is Ramon. We're not strangers now. It's like, yo, bro, this is like a PSA. I'm not going to fucking have a drink with you. I said it twice now. There's this conversation, and then there's this other conversation, right? My left hand doesn't know what my right hand is doing, right? So, uh, let's see if I could if I could stream if I could stream like this. So she walk she meets Aziz Ansari, and they are having two conversations, right? Two separate conversations. And I'm gonna posit the existence of a third level of conversation that most people have not thought about, but you will think about forever after the words come out of my mouth, and that is the genetic conversation. The genetic conversation. And they said, oh, you're crazy. I said, oh, really? I'm crazy, huh? Okay. And you know, I'm going to say this and you're going to know I'm right. When was the last time you saw three women walking along and the most attractive woman was not in the middle? Something simple. It's anecdotal. Next time you see a trio walking along the sidewalk in a club, in a bar, in a restaurant, on the street at Starbucks, you tell me. Unless it's a really magnanimous, uh, super attractive woman who's willing to take the uh, 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 the wing the wing position, they're always in the middle. And why do you think that is? Why do you think it always happens? You might contest, as some did earlier in the week, that this really happens. But it, there's no contesting it in my mind. Anecdotally, my sampling group is forever. I've been thinking about that since high school. Now I'm going to give you another example. I go out to a club here, a country western club. Me and two other guys, all right? It doesn't work that way for men. Men can have sloppy groupings. They don't have to have the alpha male in the middle. They could they could be w- whatever. I I am leading the group. The massive extrovert, but not alpha, is behind me. And then there's a third guy who's a Zeta. And we're all going to a club, all three of Let's see if I can do this. All three of us. And we see three women. And of course, so this is me right here. (laughs) In literary terms, you might call that foreshadowing. No, this is me right here. And these are the women, right? I I say I can't do this. So the most attractive woman is right there. (laughs) Right. So we walk up. And we're like, hey, hey, and instinctively and without any mention or any signals or signs other than visual. Subconscious, unconscious urges and drives. What happens? Instantaneous. The third language is being spoken. I make a move for the woman in the middle and the woman in the middle makes a move for me. This dude here, let's say dude number two, sees what's happening, goes, oh, no, you don't, and physically shoulders me out of the way next to this woman over here, the beta chick, not nearly as attractive. But I'm a sensitive, magnanimous guy. I look, I look at this woman here, the best looking woman. She looks at me, and we both kind of go. Which means I'm not going to do the super rude thing and be shitty to your friend by saying, no, it's okay. I'll wait to the next one. Therefore, discombobulating the whole evening here. And of course, she knows that she has 0.0 interest in the more aggressive but less attractive beta man here who physically shoved me out of the way and secured her uh, favors for at least a single dance. So he goes off with her. I where am I here? I go off with the beta woman, and happily the zetas hook up and they go off somewhere to dance or do whatever. So so okay. So the beta woman that is now can't believe her luck, who is now who is now da- dancing with me, and I'm being pretty nice and well, there's no reason. I'm just dancing, right? I'm just dancing with this one. We're pretty nice. Has asp- has genetic aspirations above her station and she's being a million times, she's just being super charming, right? She's working it. She sees a sexy thing. It's not really going my way. Like, I'm not really responding, but she starts to, you know, she starts to be charming. She starts to be funny. She's really, really working. So by the time the dance is over, I actually have some sort of an affinity. It's not a genetic affinity. It's a social affinity. She sees this, she realizes she has got to get rid of this guy, so she secures the services of her wing girls, and they all fuck off, right? Leaving, he was like, ah, those bitches. He's gone. I realize what's happened. This guy is already with his Zeta happy, and this guy is, wa- this guy is watching me like a hawk. I tell him I got to go to the restroom, and I disappear, and I zoop, get back because the natural order will not be denied. She sees Nzari, the natural order has her not giving this guy the time of day. But there are things you can do to discombobulate the natural order, right? For men, status discombobulates the natural order. Humor discombobulates the natural order because it 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 it, it signifies intelligence. So a dull, attractive guy genetically might have a stronger case to make, but if he's not quick on on his, on his feet, people are actually genetically speaking, they go, "Look, look, I got to be locked into child rearing with this guy forever. I can't sit here with Mr. Dull. He looks nice, but that's not enough." So there's this constant stock market of 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 drives and urges and beliefs and wants and needs. She's looking at Aziz Ansari, and she's like. Mm-hmm. On no other planet, on no other planet, objectively, is Aziz. he's funny. That, that gets you. That should get you extra points. He's not an ugly-looking guy, but he's he's he he is in in general a small, unremarkable-looking man. Right? I, I'm not arguing with this. This is a case. I, qualitatively, we can agree that there's a difference between uh, Tyson Beckford and Aziz Ansari. And there's a difference between Aziz Ansari and Brad Pitt. Depending on your orientation, you know, Tyson Beckford, uh, uh, Brad Pitt are commonly objectively held to be more handsome and therefore more attractive. All of them have money. So that's out. So you take a Donald Trump who genetically he's got the height. He's got cash. Under no other planet does a broke guy who looks like Donald uh, Trump secure the services of a Melania. No other planet. But her misery now is is earmarked. Genetically, she had to get the bite in by having a kid, but his offspring, completely fucking unremarkable, as you might expect. You can tile all kinds of bullshit lies. You can get all kinds of bullshit dollars in the bank. And, it, and this is the thing that drives the Harvey Weinstein, you know, James Toback, the hashtag me too. This is the thing that drives them all crazy. Because they have all these, they have essentially all these rewards numbers connected to wealth, power, status. That should be over, able to override the genetic shit. But the genetic shit is fucking ironclad. Did you read that anthropological survey where they said attractive men, uh, attractive broke men typically have super attractive daughters? This is, I didn't make this up. This is some anthropologist who did, who, who did this thing. He said, what kind of genetic social adaptation? You know, geneticists have made a joke about how, 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 how people are genes' way of reproducing themselves. Switch the orientation away from the the sub the the, the subject driven I, and make it no something else is happening. Which is why when the Nazis got a hold of eugenics, and it wasn't a Nazi movement, it started here in America. I've got this book about how I just bought it a few weeks ago about how about how not Nazi racial laws were inspired by stuff that was happening here in America. You can't. You can't. We are an experiment in progress that is working its way toward greater solvency. How do I know? Because how many people do you know have died from smallpox this year? Okay. Lots of people used to die from smallpox. Now they don't. Lots of people used to be susceptible to this. Now they're not. Hybrid vigor is the key to breeding superior offspring. But outside of that, we're all left to do this genetic fucking lottery thing, and lottery implies the element of randomness. The only thing that's random about it is how these people intersect. So she sees Aziz Azari. Genetically, he already gets a fucking red X, man. But he's funny, and he's wealthy and famous. At least if she goes that, gets the kind of date that she wants, where he takes it slow and we're gonna work on our friendship. This gives her can, uh, an extended period of time within which to delay the possible sexual exchange in exchange for access to other alphas with, with with position, power, cash, status who might be better looking. In other words, Aziz Ansari might be a bridge to a James, well, James Franco's now, to a to a Brad Pitt, to a Tyson Beckford. She was trying to friend zone a guy. A guy who really didn't think that 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 the Emmy would not count for something, because <laughs> I guarantee you before he was Aziz Zanzari Emmy winner, he was Aziz Zanzari Dungeons and Dragons guy on Friday night, okay? These conversations happen all the time. You don't believe it? I was hanging out with a friend of mine, and he goes, "You don't know what it's like." He goes, you're tall. I go, we're the same height. He goes, you're handsome. I'm not. Just cop to it. Says I'm not handsome. And as we're talking, we see a pretty attractive woman there. We're in the gym, and she's Dennis Nelson Health Spa, and she's a Latino woman. She's cleaning something, and he goes, watch this. And he walks literally, like walks up to her, and she does what she does is completely eerie she she looks through him he goes did you see that she didn't even see me i go you're wrong about that she actually did see you because we got our genetic geiger count geiger counters going and it got no reading off of him none And I, I'm trying to buoy my friend's self-confidence, build up his self-esteem. He says, no. Nah. I was like, no, 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 you man. You just, you were in her light. She's she's at work. She's focused on. And then right as we're talking about that, we, we're looking in the mirror. We're kind of talking, looking in the mirror. You know, So it's that kind of power, weird parallax thing. So you don't know, hall of mirrors. You don't know who's looking at who. And we both catch her looking at me. And he said, you see that? She didn't see me. I go, she did see you. She didn't register me, he says. She registered you. So we were both pretty downbeat guys, but I, o- I was always conscious after that that his depression is fundamentally different from my depression. You know, I've had people come over and I've been doing the same. anxiety, Yeah, I usually announce what I'm going to do beforehand. That's maybe the difference. Some people get shy about language. I go, language are toys. They're things to be played with. When we get home, I'm going to have sex with you. Oh, when I say something funny, I'll I'll let you know. Until then, I'm actually not saying anything funny. That's what we're going to do. Well, then we shouldn't go home. Okay, cool. Gotcha. So I bring this up very specifically because this happens all the time. This is a 360 degree thing. So when I look at a UFC on Fox 27, I have to think the people who put on this show, the lowest one of the lowest rating shows in that series probably the lowest rated show in that series. They are either stupid crazy, I guess we could put incompetent with stupid, crazy, or sly as a fucking fox. And let's go backwards through it. Sly as a fox in regards to UFC on Fox 27, the Jacare Brunson fight. So what would be, what are the unimagined upsides of that fight? Well, I've had a day to think about it, and I I have to tell you, honest to God, I can't imagine what they are. If you're in a position to try to re-up for Fox with the UFC, having a low-rated show, just to have a show is not going to impress anybody and not going to get you the asking price that you need, re-signing for the TV rights. Why would I want to buy something like that? Or you say, sorry, maybe it's marketing. Maybe it's marketing for a, a subsequent fight. Well, what kind of marketing is it for a subsequent fight if nobody watches the fight? You know, what? what, what, what is that? What, what is that exactly? Uh, so so if there's a savvy plan afoot for UFC on Fox 27, I'm looking I'm looking under every rock. And I tell you, God love you. I can't I don't know what's happening. I can't figure it out. I maybe I'm just not smart enough to figure out what's going on. That's the thing. I, I am not smart enough to figure out how this there could be an upside. Of this. Well, they're you know, they're going to you know, they get lots of commercial money. Yeah, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When you see the same commercials again and again, doesn't mean they're getting more money. It means they got less money because they got a deal. All right? And they got a deal because nobody is buying that time. All right? So they get to pitch the Stipe, Daniel Cormier thing, which to me, it's not, if you show up on a date, And the person has got like just overdone it, a thousand percent. You're creeped out. You creeped out, you don't really like it. Daniel Cormier and, and, and Stipe, um, it, it, that's devilishly clever because you can put these two high uh, uh, high paycheck cats together. You can come back to them with shit ratings and say, you know what? We're going to have to readjust. You guys are asking for the big money. All right, D.C. is close to retiring. He's going to go to heavyweight if he wins. And I don't think – keep in mind all the cats he beat at heavyweight. It's not out of the question. If he wins, he retires. I don't want to fuck up the division. And Kane, who can't fight before 2019, I've been led to believe from the the rumor mill – you know it get set up for for uh for a, a next fight aka against stepe some such thing but this is a long way to go this is a long way to go for and keep in mind if they have that fight in july it's only a few months until 2019 but it's just a way to say something that people are going to give a shit about when people really actually don't give a shit about it you got to say something. So I'm going to have this fight. I'm going to have the eyeballs. At least we have 200,000 viewers. Well, they'll talk to their friends and so on and so on and so on. Nobody's talking to anybody about this. One person mentioned to me. Jacare is a known associate, almost friend of Knuckle Up. He trains with us when he's in town sometimes. Soral mentioned it. And he just happened to turn it on. Didn't plan to, just happened to. Missed all the other fights on the card except for that one. Saw that one, it was over in 57 seconds. He invested 57 seconds worth of his time. So let's take the second argument that they're crazy. I don't think so. I don't think so. I got an article. I got an article from some guy, and I don't know that he wants his name mentioned. Let me see if I can find the article. Um, And the article is uh, uh, When is paying yourself a crime? UFC's financial sa- uh, landscape after fertita family ownership uh, let, let me let me read some some of, some of it to you um uh, had no problem paying themselves in many different ways from UFC Want to go a the Rose never forget to pay yourself that's what use oh listen if uh when Wme Purchase UFC. I pondered if they would go the Bain Vulture Capital route. The gamble was that the television landscape for sports TV rights would continue to explode. The gamble appears to be on really shaky ground right now. Before Rupe, and I'm reading this. Who wrote this? This is Zach Arnold for uh, Fight Opinion, and he's talking about uh, a Rupert Murdoch unloading many of his sports TV assets to ESPN and Disney. And this guy wrote an article for for Bloody Elbow. Stay that the Amazon would be UFC's best bet for uh, a new television deal. You'll see, you know, or maybe you don't know that I went in to the had a meeting with the bald one to pitch the UFC magazine. I used to work for a, a turnkey company. It was called the Future Publishing, and they used to do uh, PlayStation, Sony PlayStation magazine. And typically, what their MO is that they would go to a company who didn't have a magazine and say, "You give us the rights, assets." We will be like your your freelance publishing venture and we can publish straight to your industry. We'll do your vertical for you and you alone. So uh, they hired me because they wanted me to pitch the bald one. so and they I said, you got to pay me oh, Well, it's speculative, you know we have adventure sports. we can't really pay you. Well, we're gonna hire you as an editor as an editor at MacLife and you, you get paid for MacLife, but then do this other thing. So we fly to Vegas, me. The guy who subsequently ended up going to EA Sports and we pitched the bald one. And his first thing out of his mouth was, all right, great. That sounds like a great idea. You got to check for $3 million. You know, they tried to do that with the spike guys and the spike guys is like, get the fuck out of here. We get this here and that's it. So Amazon and, and the bald one, you see, I understand having that be your zero position, your first foot forward. How much are you going to give us? Because you have misunderstood the genetic potential behind your organization. Organizations are are individuals. Individuals are organizations. Great. The bald one and the UFC and WME imagine that they are, let's see if I could do this with these fingers, the hot girl in the middle. But increasingly, these suitors, these are people in the cheap seats. These are people who are being asked to spend $70 on pay-per-view. These are people like you and me are coming to an increasingly new assessment. And that assessment is you are fucking crazy. Not clever as a fox. That's out because this flies in the face of any sort of business school rules that you might have known. You don't take something of high value, destroy the value and call that a success unless the plan was, like in Goodfellas, to to run up the credit cards, have them have them give it back to you, and you keep part of that 4.2 billion dollars, and you essentially gave yourself fucking four, four year vacation, and come back in, chock full 4.2 billion dollars, pay everybody the right way, rebuild it, and then re- rinse and repeat. But we have all come to the conclusion that you're crazy. You're telling us how hot you are. 2018 will be the biggest year ever. John Jones, J.J. Ronda, uh, uh, McGregor, we're going to see these guys all fight. Oh, are you crazy? Are you crazy? There's nothing on the docket. Nothing. Goose egg. Yes, you've got history. You know, you, you have got status and you have got cash and you're a very attractive date but you are crazy. $4.2 billion doesn't sound like a good idea by any vantage point. And that's what the UFC was sold for a few years ago. So let's go to the third option. Stupid. Stupid is pretty fucking compelling. Because stupid is, have you heard, heard the expression dumb luck? Or perhaps you've been out in public. And keep in mind, it's only men who get fooled this way. <laughs> Women, possibly as a result of having to bear the children, their, their, their genetic Geiger, Geiger counters are, are fucking not their serious precision instruments. So have you ever been out and seen a really attractive woman with a really average guy and not had a sense in your head that the guy is fucking wealthy. I mean, we we don't even have to. Women, man, yeah, we we just, how'd that happen? (laughs) I'm sure you've been on a date Friday night, and you've either had that thought, you walk by the couple, you see the guy looks like a toad, and the woman looks great, and she might be having the greatest time. You're like, how the fuck did that happen? He's he, dude's got It's got to be something in his wallet because there's nothing in his pants. <laughs> However, other way around. Other way around. And don't get let me wrong. If I see an attractive guy with a really mediocre looking woman, I assume the same thing. I assume the same thing. I usually can tell when the guy looks at me. I always remember I was someplace and the guy was a super handsome guy, was with this woman who was like, not his mother, but not great. And the dude looked at me and the look that he gave me was like, "Eh, it's a living. And we both kind of looked at each other and I was like, yeah, I know. Silent conversation. Not this one, this one. No, this system is ironclad. Very rarely do you look at couples and go, what the fuck? And not have an explanation for what the fuck. You do every time. But sometimes dumb luck happens. Stupid things happen. Right? Like a guy will knock up somebody when he's 18 that in a mere space of 10 years, you know, is not somebody that he would choose to be with. A friend of mine who will remain un- un- unnoticed, um, unmentioned. Said so when he got married, he's in the military, everybody was super envious because his wife was smoking hot. That Those are his words. I don't use words like that, smoking hot, whatever. She's nice looking, okay, smoking hot. And then what happened? Don't know, but I know the dude just hasn't had sex with his wife for four years. Why? He said, well, you know, I told her, you need to take care of yourself. I mean, I have to be excited about doing this, and seeing you the way you are now just makes me sad. You let yourself go. Take care of yourself, please. Let's go to the gym together. I'll help you with this. Doesn't happen. Four years and counting. Has no interest in getting a divorce. Has no interest in having an affair. Just wants his wife back. Not his 22-year-old wife, but you know, a fairly healthy 48-year-old wife. Whose dumb luck is that? Hers. I mean, if she was smoking hot, she could have gotten anybody. She chose him because her future was written in her genes. Oh, Eugene, are you talking about determinism? Whatever. From the start, my genes saw the end. I got three beautiful daughters. Why? Because I'm a handsome guy that's broke. Which would have made me bait. You would have figured genetically would have made me bait for a woman with money. Ah, <laughs> uh, someday I'll do I'll do a presidential level show. <laughs> well, if you already if you go to Patreon.com/slash The Stomper. All you guys who, who are pledging $10, you realize you get a phone call from me. I've already called two of you. Those of you who did the $10 for the phone call and are not reminding me through through DM that I need to call you, you're not going to get the call. I can't be chasing you. So, uh, Well, my sister's giving me advice. Amazing. And put the link in your profile bio for a few days. It is not active within a comment or a caption. Ah, well, whatever. You guys, you guys figured it out, right? I'll put it in my bio? God, nah, like, ah, come on. It's a little too much stuff. So, stupid, dumb luck is, I think, what we're in the grips of. We're in the grips of a massive, massive... That the cardio kickboxing instructor who got chased out of Boston by the Irish mafia... In, the, in the, the name and body of the, the 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 bald one, got fucking lucky. The question is, like Hitler said, there are three types of secrets: the ones that I keep from you, the ones that we share, and about future events as yet unknown. I've gotten close enough to be able to figure out, with a, probably a large degree of certainty, that there was some kind of crazy as a fox plan. The question is, who was cut in? on the, I guess that's that one, the crazy as a Fox plan. I would have to say that Lorenzo and Frank probably keep common confidence. The question is, was the bald one included in the crazy as a Fox plan? Or was he just posited at crazy? Like Lee Harvey Oswald and a patsy, as a patsy, that he was chosen as a patsy mostly because he was so enamored of hanging out with the WME guys and Ari Emanuel that he wasn't going to ask any hard questions and he didn't mind being the guy standing there with the man liquor uh, uh, rifle at the book depository. Dumb luck. Because what's the worst that happens with dumb luck? (laughs) You think that WME is going to get a nickel a nickel of that 4.2 billion dollars back? Nope. People are going to start defaulting. Listen, Donald Trump, and he had to know it was going to end up here as well. Donald Trump used to be like a like a like a guiding light for me. I had I had a, a megalomaniacal vision thing happen back in the 80s, and I said Donald Trump's belief in Donald Trump is so complete that these questions about what if or B plans. Never entered the picture. It never entered my mind that this was because of the fact that he had never had a moment of privation in his life and had grown up with a silver spoon in his mouth. That hadn't factored into it. I go, this guy's quality and level of belief in himself is such that it's impossible for to, for, to imagine a B plan, and therefore there is no B plan. And therefore, like Alexander the Great, who said, "We're going to climb over that wall and we're going to attack them from the rear," and his his soldiers were like, "Ah, that's kind of man, that's kind of crazy." And he was like, "You know what?" Uh, you guys stay here. I'll do it. Inspired by their exa- by his example, they all scrambled up the sheer face of this of this wall, come in behind the enemy, drop down him, slaughter them all. And so I started, I started making big moves. That's when I had my gun store, my record tape t-shirt store combined with the recording studio and the tattoo parlor out front, the sinking money into this. I was publishing magazines, I was doing all that kind of stuff. And then I got three audits in a row by the IRS, got a state board of equalization uh, tax seizure, which took all of my money. First year, my business was doing great. Second and third year after my fantastic employee quit because she was threatened by a crackhead in the bathroom at closing time. That wasn't me, it was a stranger. And then I got the the Paul, the, the guy who ruined my business having sex with high school students in my bathroom and opening two hours late. And I was in arrears, $65,000 in debt and nothing, and realized there's a problem with this ideation. If you attack Russia and you have no plan B, you don't get the fucking Stalingrad. and you don't get to Stalingrad, then you retreat to Berlin, and the barbarians are at your gate, and you're in a bunker. Dumb luck only goes so far. The question is, when the musical chairs, when the music stops for the musical chairs, who's going to be left with a, with a chair? Who's going I guarantee you, Ari Emanuel will have a fucking chair. But Kid Nate brought it up. He goes, "Why do you take an established brand like William Morris and change it to to to, uh, to uh, you know change it to the name of a feminine uh, hygiene product, Endeavor? William Morris Endeavor. God damn it, that's stupid. And that was the beginning of stupid. But believe me, there's two types of stupid." Bill Gates hired the very stupid Steve Ballmer to head his company. That was only marginally stupid. And I have questions about I think it came from a crazy a crazy as a fox uh desire on on Gates's part securing his legacy. And making sure that if retiring wasn't really what he wanted to do, that Bomber would not eclipse him and he could easily go back. Because Bomber, by any stretch of the imagination, was a stooge. And I almost think could single-handedly be accused of almost destroying that company. That failures under him were, were, were legion and legend. But who comes out smelling like a rose? Bill Gates. And the Indian Cat who runs it now, well, he can't do much worse. In fact, he's sitting pretty because no matter how bad he is, he'll never be Steve Ballmer bad. So, Frank Lorenzo, I am not entirely sure that they have included the bald one. And so, I think that the bald one and Ari Emanuel are here and the music is they are moving around and they're looking cautiously at the chairs and the music is going to stop. But I think there's only one guy who gets a chair, and I think we know who that guy is. I think that guy is not the bald one. Until then, what is that line from that Meat Puppet song? Uh, I'm so tired of living in Nixon's mess. I have to say, I'm so tired of living in the bald one's mess. But that's where we are. So let's go through the fight, because if you did watch the Care, Don't Care preview, you do know that I had picks on the card. And uh, I did it with Kidnate. Let me pull up. Uh, let me pull up. Uh, <laughs> it, we didn't have much. <laughs> What's somebody? Please retweet to spread awareness. CTE, the silent killer. Yo, bro, man, you're bringing me down here. All right, so I got I got Kidnate in my notes, and we'll just go through. Uh, let's see. Here we go. OK. Ah, ah, my arm is broken. Sorry. No, these are lyrics. I don't need oxbow lyrics. I need notes. You're not antisocial. Uh, oh, man, I, I think we might be stuck here. Uh, all. Of, OK, here we go. Uh. yeah. OK. Man, this phone. This phone keeps everything. Remind me absolutely not to get stopped by the police yeah. <laughs> ever, and then having to need to get into my phone. I got stuff here from like two thousand and nine. How is that even possible? I haven't had the same phone since then. Uh, okay. Anyway, well, I remember my picks. So let's go through it. And Kidnate is not here to to contest my my picks. So um, let's just start at the bottom. Cause you have to get the shit. You gotta have to get the sense of the enormity. Austin Arnett, Corey Sandhagen didn't care. And as luck would have it, uh, uh, that probably was probably a good fight. I don't know. They don't watch it. Didn't care. Didn't no. None of you texted me uh, and said, "Oh, Eugene, this is a great fight." So all right. So I, I went out to dinner with a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt and his wife, my wife, and his wife. We all had a great time. Yeah. Got to the fights late because I figured Nico Price and George Sullivan. I uh, didn't really care. I, if I would have, I would have picked Nico Price, but I didn't care. Uh, nice choke. Second, 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 second uh, round. Uh, 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 Vink Pinchel and Joaquim Silva didn't really care. And, of course, it, it goes to a decision, which generally is a, a kiss of death. Same with uh, 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 Kim and Kish. Uh, uh, Kid Nate was interested in Kim. A little bit, but neither one of us cared. Uh, we had a care with Juliana Lino, Lima and uh Rhonda Marcos, both gicks, uh, uh, girls I can't trust. And uh, but I did pick Marcos, and Marcos won. Um, uh, uh Kachugian, who has uh ducked my multiple requests for I want to do a rising star on her for uh, for Ozzy, um. Uh, I said I didn't care about her fight because I'm kind of irked that I don't understand what the downside is to talking to me for a piece that says how great you are. And she happened to win, but I didn't care about the fight because it doesn't do me any good on a personal level. So I uh, got afraid Castro and Bektik. Bektik is undefeated and Kid not, they picked him. I still couldn't be concerned, uh, care enough. Uh it it was an exciting fight though. I did watch it because I had to see if Kid Nate was crazy or not. And it was uh that that was great. So so far we're we're through how many fights? Let's go through it. Let's go th- I'm gonna give you some count. Sitting in front of fucking TV on a Saturday night. What do I got here? I got one, two, three, four, five, uh, six, seven. Uh my the first series don't care series care is Castro and Bechtick. Even though I said I cared about Marcos and Lima, I didn't really care about them. I love Marcos's story, but I've been disappointed by her before, but I did pick her. So that means if I pick somebody for the care do not care preview, I have to, on a certain level, care. But it was a low, low care. Busting my ass to watch the fight again, Castro and Bectic. Bobby Green, I, I picked Bobby Green. Kid Nate picked Eric Koch. These were also geeks. Bobby Green is well known for having a lot of life problems, you know. And and uh, Eric uh, uh, Koch, tell me, Coke, Eric Koch, kid, not they thought confused him with a guy from Louisiana. And I know it's not the, I know who he's thinking about, but that wasn't the guy. But I picked Bobby Green. Bobby Green won anyway. So now what do we have? We have one fight that we didn't really care about that ended up being exciting. Bectic. we have. One fight that I cared about, but I begrudgingly, because it was the Battle of the Geeks, picked Marcos. I didn't pick anybody in the Bektik fight. Nate did. So let's say we're one and one. Right? I picked Marcos. He picked Bektik. But then I picked Bobby Green. He picked Koch. So now he is down one. Or rather, I'm up. So it's two and one. Kid, Nate, and I. I'm pulling ahead. Frank Camacho and Drew Dober did not care. Sorry. And rewarded with a unanimous decision. Drew Dobro over Camacho. Where does that get him? Phantom Tollbooth, baby. Don't know what it means? Ask somebody. Gregor Gillespie and Jordan Ronaldi almost cared because of Gregor. And Gregor won first round. Wished I had seen it. Didn't. Didn't really care. It's not these guys' fault. Dennis Bermudez and Andre Feely, uh, Kid They picked Bermudez. Said he was too tough. He was a grinder. Had too much to that Feely couldn't handle. I picked Touchy Feely. So now it's three to one, and we are at the main. <laughs> and we both picked Souza, and Souza won, having crawled crawled inside a uh, uh, Brunson's brain pan already. Brunson fought fearfully, and being there with your kids, you should have known better. You should have known better. I don't know what you what what are you thinking? There are lots of reasons to not have your kids there. It's not you take take your daughter, take your son to work day. Yeah, I got that. I had my kids come to a couple of my early jiu-jitsu competitions. They're like, why'd you lose, dad? Why didn't you beat him? My kids are so used to winning themselves. It was a completely foreign thing when they saw the the guy's hand raised. And believe me, I said, hey, kid, you can't always win. It's a teachable moment. So Jacare, Jacare who was event horizon, which means he was one fight away from permanent exile, actually pulled it out. And not only did he pull it out, he looked better than he had. And more importantly, better than he had uh, in the face of what Kid Natay said in the Care Don't Care preview, and did not display a predilection for learning the English language. His English was better than it had been. Guys are thinking right. You may not be able to talk enough SPAC for a red panty night, but you got to stay employed if this is how you're choosing to stay employed. But keep in mind, dumb luck will only get you so far. And we are the sage holders of a genetic Geiger counter that allows us to see through, you know, what, what's a failed stratagem? You are not going to seduce us with shit like this over the remainder of 2018. You will not. You cannot. And I say that all over the place because this is the, what is it, the craft ebbing principle? I'm, I'm sure I'm screwing that up. <laughs> how stupid people don't know how stupid they are. Keep in mind, you know, I got into the, the the Trump guy was talking to me today at jujitsu. He's like, "Oh, he's the better." I, I'm uh, he's out he's outpaced my expectations about the guy. He's a genius. Oh man, he's a lot of things, bro. But genius is not is not is not a word I would use. I not I heard the same thing from a friend of mine who worked for George W. Bush. People think he's stupid, but a nice guy. It's actually the exact opposite. He's smart, but a mean guy. What is that? Just, So, to make it better. My kids ask me, Dad, you you might want to go into analysis. You might see a shrink. I said, why would I go to a shrink that's not as smart as I am? Can you imagine going to a stupid shrink and having to catch the person up? I said, I don't feel like I have any special need to go to a shrink. My kids go, yeah, psychopaths say that. They don't think there's anything wrong. Ted Bundy knew that we thought that he was wrong, but he didn't feel particularly wrong. Yeah, well, look, I I don't appreciate the comparison to Ted Bundy, but, uh, you know, the reality of it is, you know, religious people and people into deep science have the same thing, that we are somehow uh, flawed and failed. I'm feeling pretty much okay, feeling all right, not feeling too bad myself. Don't see a shrink. However, I don't think you need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows on this UFC thing. And I don't think you need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. The the Trump guy was was, shouting, his eyes eyes were wild and spittle flying from his lips and his hand was waving and he's pounding the mat. So you see what happened at Davos? They all rolled over for him. They all rolled over. You know, I had a friend who would have these out-of-body experiences and would go to these other planes of reality. Yes, he was taking massive doses of of LSD. Doesn't make a difference. And he was going into these out-of-body experiences, the alternative realms. And he was having horrible visitations post-facto. I'm not talking about flashbacks. I'm saying things in that alternative reality. Call it, if you want to use a modern fucking narrative, Stranger Things, the upside-down place. Or in Get Out, the sunken place. He's getting into that place, creating a doorway, and things would come back. Don't think I'm crazy, because he actually made the newspaper when he was attacked by one of these things. I asked him later. The police had no explanation. He was lifted off of his feet, c- carried off of a cliff, and thrown down. But he was a wrestler, third in the state, state of Virginia. And he would, he would have these fights. The wrestler's thing And see, here's where we go full circle with Ben Askrit are all about control. Control your body, control your opponent's body. It's not a chaos fight. Boxing, you have a rough idea of, you talk about boxing precision. Yeah, it's a sweet science, and there is precision when you study it like a boxer does. But otherwise, it's managed chaos. Nothing about grappling is managed chaos. It's being presented with opportunities for control and taking those opportunities. Ben Askren saying BJJ schools in America are driven by a profit motive, and that's why they do such a poor job of teaching Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So that you can, so that it takes 15 years for you. Can you think of any business that requires a 15-year commitment? Most universities won't require that for a med school degree, but Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu schools, you got you got 10 to 15 years to get your black belt. It's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I said to Ben Askren, how uh, how many uh, old wrestlers you got you have? Wrestling schools I could go to? You're right, 100%. I'm switching up. I want to go to a wrestling school. Where can I, as a 55-year-old man, where can I go to a wrestling school? Is there one? No, there's, there's not. And then I, the Trump guy goes, oh, there's a pretty popular league. There are way more men into wrestling than than, 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 than people are into jiu-jitsu. I, funny. I know lots of wrestlers. I don't know one over 50 who's still wrestling outside of that cat, Lee, uh, whose name I can't remember, who beat uh, Dan Gable. Lee Kemp. He still wrestles. Boykin, Keith Boykin, the uh, uh, CNN uh, commentator, he still wrestles. That's two. I know lots of wrestlers. How come I don't know lots of wrestlers who are still wrestling? I knew a guy, a sports agent extraordinaire, started out on a, on a wrestling team, got came here from Philly, started on a wrestling team, and now he's been doing jiu-jitsu the last 10 years. Why? Because his wrestling team was guys on under 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 forty, and guys who got hurt. So Ben Askren, funky Ben Askren, is like, oh, you know, we want to, you know, if we if I show you a front headlock, I'm gonna do it 50 times. I'm gonna do this front headlock 50 times, and you'll really learn how to do it. It's not, you know, 15 minutes of drilling, and then you get to free roll. That's bullshit. You never learn anything, you know. <laughs> uh, 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 somebody just texted me. I just spent part of the afternoon watching a two hour symposium from the Radcliffe Institute on the latest and future of technology and recovering ancient DNA for genetic study. I'm thinking, why are these homely, wire headed feminists spending all these millions on this particular subject? Then you come on, and I'm like rolling on the floor, laughing my ass off. Uh, ESR is the only human on this planet that will understand this humor. You're killing me. Exactly right. It's a third level of conversation. Not this one. Not this one, but the one that functions on a a genetic level. Eugenics destroyed it all. So you can't, in popular conversation, you can't talk about it without sounding like a fucking Nazi and crazy. So I ask her with this idea that, look, it doesn't
0: let's
1: just stop. Just stop mastery of a sport will take many years to develop doing 50 headlocks till you get it right may be the way but over the course of 50 15 years you might do you know uh, 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 you know 50 triangles you might get the same number done what do you care whether it takes a year or, or 15 years you give me a 15 year black belt against a five-year wrestler what's the difference? What what point are you making, Mr. Retired fucking fighter? All right, good. So jiu-jitsu sucks. Okay, thanks. As soon as a wrestling school opens up next door, maybe I'll, I'll check in and see if you're right. Stop it. Not a single wrestler do I know is not limping around fucked up. Guys like do like jiu-jitsu like me or 55 can still do it. That's all that matters. The point is, in these three levels of conversations where you find yourself, the fates and the mysteries, Crazy as a fox, crazy, stupid. I have to come to the conclusion that that, that the crazy as a fox ha- have used the crazy to undermine the stupid, none of which we are. It doesn't matter to me if I never talk about MMA on the show at all. That's why the show went from being knuckle, one of the reasons the show went from being knuckle up to the Eugene S. Robertson show stomper. How many things have I thought about this week, between the last show, seven days to this show, that have had to do with fighting or fighting as a touchstone? Well, conflict from the sea of of chaos. Conflict rises for greater order. I don't believe it. I believe it's, it's kind of the other way. And yet people are still not getting dying and keeling over from smallpox in any large, significant numbers. So what can I tell you? I think I, I think the guy who will end up without the chair in the case of, of, of mixed martial arts will be the bald one. I think Bellator is a continued non-factor outside of the fact that it's a good home to go for guys who are tired of being broke. It exerts no, no pull or it's a, it's a minor annoyance for the bald one. It should be common cause, but it's a minor annoyance. And in the same strategy applied to national and international politics by way of the draft dodging president, five deferment president, is very much largely the same thing. Dumb luck will ever get only get you so far. But the reality of it is that third level of conversation, you cannot lie through it. You can wear lifts in your shoes. You can dye your hair. You can wear Uh, fake uh, contact lenses. I don't know if you've seen uh, uh, butt implants. They've been increasingly popping up places where you don't expect to see them and they're nauseating. As usual, the good ones are not nauseating. The number of times I've seen good ones compared to the bad ones I've seen one good one. I've seen tons of bad ones. Horrifying. It's like somebody filled your underwear with water in the back. I've seen successful boob jobs, but I still am opposed to them in principle. So I'm going to have to say, in this instance, got other stuff to do, Mr. Baldwin. What 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 else you got for 2018? Why don't you do what needs to be done and get these guys before we fucking never forgive you for never having gotten them? Speci- speaking specifically of the Diazes, the McNuggets, the Johnny Boney Joni, get your fucking house in order. Or don't. Don't. I can think about fighting without it being connected to the UFC. So that is the end of V3. The Eugene S. Robinson Show Stomper. Thank yous for sticking in. We're still ironing out the kinks. I got, I don't know if she wants me to mention her name. I got her on the case. She's going to be now be like getting the RSS feed going, getting this on iTunes, getting this so that you can get the audio without the ugly. Getting the imagery. Somehow I'll figure out how to do a simulcast. i figure out how to do it on Patreon.com slash The Stomper at the same time. All this stuff. I got help. I got heavy people helping me now. And maybe we can all make it work out before I go broke. But anyways, this is V3. Uh, We will see you Tuesday night. Tuesday at ab- approximately 720, 25 for If I Did It immediately followed by If the Shoes Fit. One, If I Did It, is looking inside at the MMA world. And If the Shoes Fit, it's fundamentally the same show, but looking outside the MMA world. And if there's a fight next weekend, then there'll be another Care, Don't Care preview. And I'm pretty sure there's a fight next weekend. But next weekend is a big deal. Big deal. Pole competitions. Wife is uh, is competing Defending her gold medal from last year, so I I I, I gotta be I gotta be there. So a uh, anyway, Tuesday night if I did it, a uh, 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 bloody elbow. Uh, YouTube MMA Nation, be there right afterward at about eight uh, seven fifty. We start if the shoes fit. So half an hour for one, half an hour for the other. Worthwhile, worth your time. If you want to go at Eugene S. Robinson Twitter. That's a way to find out what's going on. That's not a gated community. The gated community is Mr. Sleep 3 at Instagram. If you don't have photos on your site, I assume you're a spy. I don't let you in. Or you can go to Patreon.com slash The Stomper and ba-bing, ba-boom, you're there. Anyway, thanks for sticking around. We'll see you
0: soon and end this show as usual with Look What You Made Me Do!